0: Hi, I'm van Stratum from Gnosko Ministries. Thank you for inviting us into your home and into your life. So today, I just want to hand out some fish and some loaves of bread for those that are still hungry and want to see the Lord still move in miracles and wonders as he did before. May this teaching help you and make you fall in love with our Lord Jesus Christ. Also, please, if you can click on the subscribe button and the like button and you will see a bell icon. If you can click on that, that will really help us in in sharing this message and you will be notified when a new video is uploaded. And by doing this, you not only help us share the gospel, but you actively help us by making this message more visible on the platform. And by doing that, more people can interact. And, and listen to the teachings that we upload. So join me now as we go into the Word of God. Thank you. All right, this morning, you can see the storms we face. I want to just touch on something about storms. I'm not going to detail with you, but I think if I should ask you guys that sitting here or listening, who is not facing a storm at the moment? I don't think there will be a lot of hands. Most of us are facing something somewhere The storms differ, but we all face storms, some financial, some at the workplace, some with family, some with friends, but there's all types of storms going on in our lives. And we should actually love storms, but we don't, but we should love storms. I want to start this morning before we get to the storm and just share this with you. There you go. John 15. This is my commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. No one has greater love, no one has shown stronger affection than to lay down, give up his own life for his friends. Focus on the friends, the word friends there. You are my friends if you keep on doing the things which I command you to do. Do you see the qualification to be a friend? It's not just the automatic thing that you can call it. There's something in it, something more. He says, if you keep on doing things which I command you. A lot of people will go, oh, those are the commandments that in the Bible. You must follow the commandments. Yeah, you can think of it that way, but that's not all it's saying there. He's still commanding you to do stuff today. Because he's a living, breathing God. He's still telling you stuff to do the way, commanding you to do this for me, asking you to do that for me. That's friendship. Not following the Old Testament commandments or what you've seen in the New Testament. You also follow the ones you, you feel led, but it's about Him telling you, commanding you what to do. I do not call you servants, slaves any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, working out. But I have called you my friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard my Father from my Father. I have revealed to you everything that I have learned from Him. He's sharing stuff still today with us if we're in relationship with Him. He's still talking to us today, commanding us to do stuff. Because when we do that, He sees us as a friend. But I unfortunately see a lot of times in in, in Christianity, the friendship thing has been made cheap. People use it as a that's a thing, just to say, Jesus is my friend. But we need to know well, what's the qualification to be a friend. Well, how does he look at it to be a friend? Bill Johnson said recently when his wife passed away, um, those who know, she died recently of cancer. But he said something beautiful, that the, the, the service he held uh, after his wife passed away. He said, Jesus can only be your friend in the area where He's already your Lord. That's, that's something to think about. I'm going to repeat it again. Jesus can only be your friend in the area where He's already your Lord. Man, that's so deep, if you understand that. That means you have to be at a place, died somewhere, and then you can call Him your friend in that area. But unfortunately, today people get very quickly offended when we when we when we speak um, when you want to help somebody they get offended especially when you come too close to their sin or things they might be doing wrong when you want to help them they get offended and they they push back and they say oh, are you judging me or you don't understand me they always go for those things when you when you when you when you want to help when you want to bring correction or whatever the case may be. But the problem you will then face is you will not meet Jesus as Lord in that area because you're not willing to to die to that place to follow his commandment in that area what he's telling you to do to lay down that thing that still has a hold on you whatever it is if it's sin or or whatever it is it's not about the thing it's about you you need to learn to to give that stuff over to him, to listen to what he's saying, how you must deal with that thing and not just dig your heels in and say, I'm not moving because you're judging me or people are doing this or that. But this is an important thing to understand. Um, I'm going to read you Matthew 12, look at this in a different angle. And one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without seeking to speak thee, to, to thee. But he answered and said unto them, uh, unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand towards the disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do uh, the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. other words, family. He's saying, who's my family? For whosoever shall do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Again, a commandment we're speaking. He said, that's my family. Do you see that family, friends, is seen in the same way, in the same light? There's something you need to do to be that. I don't see much difference between the way he looks at a friend and even family. He places friendship and family... In the same category. Why? Because today we don't actually truly understand what friends is anymore. In today's society friendship is seen as shallow, superficial, but true friendship is you can share your heart and that person will not judge you for that. They will judge you in the sense of helping you in that, but they will not judge and stand against you in that. They might bring correction in that, that's what they're supposed to do. But true friendship means you can share your heart with that person and they will help you but they will still love you. They will not push you away. That's true friendship. They will support you through your struggle, be there. They will give you advice, help. And that's, that's what our heart is in, in the bigger group also. To be family. Because to be family you need to, to listen to what the Lord is saying. To love one another because we as a family, as a group, as a church, the body needs to love one another. Otherwise, how, if you don't love, are you going to act in a family? Are you going to be rebellious, helpful, one side? But Jesus says we're his friends if we, if we follow his commandment. I think in today's society our busy lifestyle snuffs out friendship. It, it kills it more because we're so busy. We don't have time to spend with one another. I mean a week goes past like that and then it's weekend. you just want to relax because you were busy the whole week and you don't have time for friends and people. We all struggle to balance that. It's not easy. I said yeah, the things that is necessary is being replaced by the needy things, the things that we need. I think the big reason is that's why when there's no friendship, there's no no love in there. that's why friendships and marriages fall apart. We need to get back to a family mentality, a family of God mentality. I've been saying this for months now. It's a family. It's not a who follows what doctrine, who's in what church. Church means nothing. Church is not biblical, the building thing. It's not a biblical concept. Church, as us being the church, that's biblical and and we can gather but we need to to know how to love one another as believers and not look at one another as you believe that and I believe that so you're wrong and I'm right. That's why I always say I don't like these YouTube channels that, that goes out and make their YouTube channels on how wrong this preacher is and how wrong that preacher is and how wrong that one is. That's not biblical pointing out people's mistakes because everybody's doctrine has got holes in it. We're not there to, to point out people's mistakes. No, but we must show the, sh- the, the, the sheep with wolves. That stuff means nothing. That's not a thing that we, we walk in. That's not a ministry because these people see it as their ministries. We're there to love and show Jesus, not people's mistake. That's what we call called to do. We are Jesus' brother, his friend. Why? Because we've got to make the sun visible on this earth. Isn't that what we're here for? To make him visible? Because he's not walking around the streets here anymore. You are. You are the one that does it. And that's why this morning, I want you to realize, to be, for him to be your friend, You need to know where you must be. You must follow Him, listen to Him. He must be Lord in that area in your life. And where He's not, we all got areas where He's not Lord yet. Invite Him into those areas so that you can go through the things that life throws at you in a different way than other people. That's when people look at you and say, I want what that one wants because look at how they handle this. They handle it differently than other people would. think two years ago, COVID, it's, everybody's up in arms, all the conspiracy theories, that's all everybody's talking about, where's it now? Where's those conspiracy theories now? The vaccinations and all that stuff that everybody was busy with, where's it now? No, nobody talks about it anymore, But but back then, if you didn't agree with people, they got very angry with you and offended. And they want to talk to you and you anti this and you're not this and... I mean, we're so shallow in these things, we as people. We get so worked up in these little irritations that comes our ways, and we we leave out the Lord in everything. But think about it. Two years ago, what, remember I said, two years ago, everybody was about, is COVID real or not? A year ago, everybody was, is the vaccination good or not? Every time it's something. Two years ago, nobody worried about the vaccination, they just worried, is COVID real? Then a year ago, nobody worried, COVID's real, now they know, okay, people are dying, it's real. Now the vaccination, is this Bill Gates or whatever, is the Antichrist or... And and people go off at this and now, when last have you heard Bill Gates is the Antichrist? Nobody's talking about it anymore. I want you to realize, conspiracy theories, you know where they start? In the church. We are the ones birthing all this, I want to use this word rubbish these conspiracy theories. The Church of Jesus Christ is thinking this, this stuff out. It's no nobody else. And we've been doing that for years and that's why we've got no clue what's going on. Here Malan tells you he spoke to this guy, I'm not going to say his name. And this guy gets stuff. But we as believers don't get it. Because we're busy with our things that we think and We're not in a friendship with Jesus that He can share His feelings with us and we can share our feelings with Him. And we need to know how to, to walk this out as a friend that's in us. He's in us. And that's why I want to talk about the storms this morning. Let me give you this image. Years ago, I was praying and the Lord showed me this little image. I've heard other people also got this image. So I don't know if this is in the Lord's book of showing images to people, but I've heard other people also had this image. Um, but this is back when I didn't even know you could get images and stuff nearly. Um, but he showed me this little boat and I'm sitting on this little boat and I'm on the ocean and I'm sailing. And it looked all so surreal and good and beautiful and all that stuff. And I remember I, I, I looked at this and I said, but what does this mean? And the Lord said to me, that's how we must follow him as a person on the sea of emotions and storms and that comes our way. And he said, you should rely on the wind to take you where you need to go, which is his Holy Spirit. That's the one that should give you the power to move. The guidance is my spirit and I said wow that's that's I I get that and the next thing he showed me was this image. One of these big cruise ships and man I can remember I saw this image there was a lot of people on it and they were having a big party on this thing you know how it goes in those boats and I asked but what does that mean? Am I missing it? Because I'm here and they are having fun and I'm all alone here on my little boat. And he said to me, that's the church, the, the, the religious church structure, the most of Christianity. He said, that's them. They rely on their own power to move and it's all about entertainment, having fun, and they have no clue where they're going they don't ask Him because He's nowhere in that they don't use the wind the guidance they use navigation and stuff and He said to me, there's the problem we need to be on those boats each and every one of us on our journey with Him even corporately you together on one boat with Him guiding and showing, not that one. And it's a simple thing, but it it actually says a lot if you think about it. The difference between the two, where the one relies on Him and the other one has got enough money to do whatever they want to to keep you entertained. Now I want to take you to a story in the Bible where we read about a boat on the sea. In Mark 4. Is this correctly? Yeah. Even as come, he says unto them, let us go over unto the other side and leave the multitude that take him with them, even as he was in the boat and other boats were with him. And there arises a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the boat in so much that the boat was now filling. You all know the story. And he himself was in the stern asleep on the on the cushion. And they awoke him and said unto him, Teacher, cares thou not that we perish? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said unto them, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you fearful? Have you not yet faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is also something the Lord showed me many years ago when he asked me a question. So look at this story the first one I read the verse I read is and one that day when even has come he says unto them let us go over unto the other side what am I reading there look what he's saying who's saying let's go over to the other side Jesus it wasn't the disciples that made a decision to go to the other side they were commanded told Remember, they were friends. He asked them, listen, we must go to the other side. They, oh, it's Jesus speaking, let's go. So they go. You might be like that image busy with stuff. And the next moment, he calls you to move. He asked the disciples in this story to go to the other side. You might be at a work and he might say to you, I think you need to move to a different work. Or you struggle with finances and he might say, do this or do that. Whatever the the thing in your life is that you're going through. He's going to ask you stuff. Maybe even you decide what you want to move. But the Lord loves to ask us to move. And if you're a friend, you will obey because that's where friendship comes in. You do what what he tells you to do. So, he calls you to move. Next one. And leaving the multitude, they take him uh, with him, even as he is in the boat and the other boats were with him. So note there's a lot of boats. Alright? There's a lot of boats and he's asking them to move. Before this, you will read, Jesus was very busy healing people. There was a crowd, you see there, he was casting out demons and he was surrounded by numerous crowds. So, he was busy. Those that have ministered and cast out demons before you're busy, you kind of get tired after doing all of that. So Jesus was busy and that's why he said to them, let's go over to the other side. He wanted to get away from the crowds or whatever the case may be there. Verse 37 says, and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the boat insomuch that the boat was now filling. A storm arose. Here we see there's a storm starting to take place on the sea. But remember, who said we must go over to the other side? Jesus. He said let's go over to the other side. Note, it's not the devil that said let's go over to the other side. Like we always want to blame when the storm comes. Sometimes we blame the storms on the devil and then it's actually Jesus talking to you. (laughs) The enemy had nothing to do with the storm. The storm caught everybody off guard. And Jesus was sleeping in the stern Nice and comfortable on a cushion It says there he had even a, he, he, I don't know if he had a pillow with him the whole time Or he had a special pillow But he had a pillow with him I mean it's kind of weird what, yeah, I guess most of you haven't read that yet eh? He had a pillow with him But verse 38 And he himself was in the stern asleep on his cushion And they awoke him and said unto him Teacher, carest thou not that we perish? As I said Jesus is sleeping, he's resting here They run to him to wake him up and they ask him, um, don't you care? Look at the question, what they ask him. Cares thou not that we perish? This is the first word Huh? Don't you care that we are going to die? Don't we still do that today? When the storm hits, who's the first one we blame? Yerema ukum. That's our go to. Yerema ukum do eat that. Lord, why? why? Why did this happen? We immediately come in, kick open the door, and confront him with what we and Because we don't have our understanding. I struggled at work or at a relationship or finances. Lord, why is my finances so bad? I've been tithing this whole time and my finances are bad. Lord, I've been so nice in my work, but they still don't like me. Same, 2,000 years ago, that was their go-to immediately. Don't you care? We are going to die here. Don't you care? I'm struggling here, Lord. Don't you care? Huh? See, we're not unique. We're still the same. 2,000 years ago, we still act exactly the same way. Nothing has changed. Lord, can't you see there's a storm? No, he's sleeping. He's having a good nap. I think he was very tired. Verse 39. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind caused, uh, ceased, and there was a great calm. All right, we all know this. We need to trust Him. Then we will not ask that question. Don't you care? Think about it, if they trusted Him, He told them to go to the other side. They followed Him, His command. A storm hits. obviously He knew there was going to be a storm. Even when He told them to go to the other side, He knew we we're going to encounter a storm. It wasn't a surprise for Him, the storm. But it was for them. And then they go and ask, question him and say, don't you care? It shows what? They don't trust him. Because they followed him into the boat to go to the other side. And they don't trust him. That's a problem. Why do you today when you struggle financially? I've done that. Question him. Because we don't trust him. Then He takes away all your money so that you can learn to trust Him. You don't have to do that, just trust Him then He doesn't have to take away all your money. He doesn't want to take away everything, but He can, if you don't know how to trust Him. Then He will teach you from the beginning, OK, let me show you how to truly trust me when it comes to finances. or so whatever the case would be, I just use finances because it's a nice thing that hits the nerves a bit. But you need to, to trust Him. If we don't trust Him, then how are we going to stand in the storms, even if He takes you in the storm? I mean, if the enemy takes you in the storm, how are you going to stand then? If you can't even stand in the storm, and Jesus takes you in the storm. Think about it. Verse 40. And he says unto them, Why are you fearful? Have you not yet faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, so then this, that even the wind and the sea obey him. Look at what Jesus did next there. He asked them, man I love it, like I've taught you before. He never answered a question. He answers with a question. Any question that is asked him. He will not give you a straight answer. He will ask you questions that you can think. Why? I think he actually did it so you can actually think. Why did I ask this stupid question? Because now I've got a, I realize it was a stupid question out of the answer, the question he's giving me back. He always spoke like that. He asked him, why are you fearful? Look how he counters that question. Don't you care? And he goes, so why are you fearful? If you know who I am, if you've been following me, why are you fearful then? Today, finances? If you're struggling with finances, why are you fearful? He asked me that one day. And then I realized, I'm the problem, not the storm, I am the problem. I mean, if you look at this story, in the story, do you read that he fought against the storm? Man, like we would do today, in Jesus name, storm go down and wind go down and he just spoke to it. And the storm went quiet. He does not try to blame the storm. He does not say, this is a big storm that's hitting us, you know, all the the things we do today. So what is he actually saying? He's actually showing us there that the storm is not the problem. Who's the problem? The ones in the boat. The ones in the boat is the problem. You always blame the storm. I always blame the storm. Most of the times, we are the problem because we don't trust him to take us to the other side. Where the grass might be greener on the other side. He questioned their faith. Why? Because, I mean, he said, let's go and they they still worried and acted on their worrying. Today, Jesus is going to ask you to move sometimes. How do you work, how do you stand when he asks you to move to the people outside? How, when they look at you, how are you reacting in that move, in the storm? Because none of us like to go through a storm. Don't lie, none of us like it. Because you don't know what's going to happen, or how the storm is going to play out. But how do you look when people look at you when you're in the storm? What do they see? Do they see you of little faith or do they see you trust the one that you say is your saviour? The one that told you to move? And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy. Life throws some good curveballs sometimes. How do we do this when we go through this struggle? Do we walk by faith? Even though we're still struggling? Or do we run around like these guys in the boat, frantically, worrying about the storm, looking at the storm? I mean, the other story in the Bible, Jesus calls him onto the storm, onto the water. Yeah, they're still lucky they're in the boat. The other one, he said, he didn't ask Peter to step out. He asked all of them. There was an open invitation to step out. They didn't in the storm. Most of them looked at the storm and didn't step out. Like I've said before, most of them that evening when they were sleeping probably said, Man, if I only didn't look at the storm, I could have walked on water today. But I didn't. I missed it. Only Peter got the opportunity because he stepped out in faith. The others, I mean, they must have felt, Man, I missed something major today. I could have walked on water. But because my focus was on the storm, I missed it. We use that as such an easy phrase. Yeah, you must walk on water. Walk by faith. Do we actually know what that means? So when I read this story about you know Jesus telling them to go to the other side and the storm hitting them, I thought about it, and and the Holy Spirit helped me to understand something in that in that story. The Holy Spirit showed me when I read this years ago. He said that little boat there is us is you And he asked me, how do we do things? When bad things happen, what do we do? How do we act in this little boat in life? He said to me, the problem with my people they are all these little boats on this journey. Remember I had the image of the, me on the boat in the open sea on my own. And he says, most of us are on this little boat following the wind that's guiding us. Same that happened here. But he said, you know what the problem is with most of my people, my children? I'm sleeping inside of them. I'm fast asleep inside of them and I remember I said, but why? Why would you sleep inside of us? I know you're inside of us, you say, the word says, you, you came and abide in us, you're staying in me and he said, yes, but in most of them, I'm sleeping and he said, the reason because I'm sleeping is because they don't use me. He said, you don't use me. I'm there. But because I'm not being used, I sleep. I'm still there. I haven't, I didn't go anywhere. I'm still in there. But he said to me, my children only wakes me up when a storm comes. And then they leave me again. And he said, that's why we don't get to the other side or wherever we need to go. And He said, I want to be there with you on the boat 24-7. And that's what I bring everything today together. Friendship. Jesus being our friend. We follow Him. When He says, go over to the other side, we go over to the other side. We... We need to be, when we, when we go on this little journey that he, that he guides us into, to chat with Him. I want you to see this image, you're sitting on this boat and He comes to sit next to you. He doesn't need to use His pillow, His cushion. He comes and sits, He can sit on the cushion next to you, because that wood is hard. I think that's why He's got it there in the first place, not to sleep with, but see Him sitting next to you and as you're going on this journey the two of you have a relationship, friendship you talk he shares, you share when a storm comes you're still talking, you can ask him Lord there's a storm coming will you calm it or must I calm it? not don't you care That shows you haven't been speaking to him for a while. If you act like that. I mean, if you're at your home and you see a storm coming, don't you and your wife and the husband talk to one another and say, Honey, listen, we need to close the windows and we need to, there's a storm coming, let's prepare. You you talk to one another. You don't tell your wife, Honey, don't you care? Are we going to leave the windows open? There's a hail storm coming. Are we going to leave the car outside that the hail can hit it? Do you speak like that with your wife or your husband? Don't you care the washing is still on the line? And it's going to be ripped to pieces? No, we don't. But when he showed me this, there was a sadness in it. That he said, my children is not using me for why I'm there as their friend, as their Lord, they don't use me. They only use me in a storm. And He doesn't want that us to live like that. That's living half a life, if you live like that. Think of it this way, He loves us so much that when He tells you to go over to the other side there's a storm waiting in the middle that He goes with you. Have you thought of that? What would we do? Oh, you can go to the other side, but I'm going to wait on this side. Well, there's a storm there in the sea. Guys, these men were fishermen. They knew how the sea looks when there's a storm coming. Those of you that's been staying at the ocean for long enough, if you look at the sea, you can see... Mm, don't go on there now. There's some I can't see it, but there's a storm somewhere. Huh, Billy? Yeah, can you see Elias? These were fishermen by trade. They knew how the ocean looked. But I want you to see Jesus when he said to them, let's go to the other side, he went with them. Today he's the same. If he tells you to go to the other side, then there's a storm going to hit you because you need to change your job, you need to change your way of thinking, you need to change your friends, you need to whatever. He not only just tells you to do it, He goes with you in that thing. He also faces the storm. He doesn't need to do that, but He does. He follows it with you. I mean, these disciples on the boat, there were a couple of them there. They should have been with Him praying or whatever the case may be. But no, they didn't. They were probably busy with whatever they were busy with or not with Him. That's actually also an image of us as a church, the body of Jesus Christ. I see the body of Jesus Christ is functioning like that in the world. They're all so busy, but they're not busy with Him. So when the storm comes in the body, the body is not ready to do what needs to be done because they're not busy with Him. Even though He's there, they're not busy with Him. It goes the same way. If you call Jesus your friend, what type of friend are you for Him? Can He count on you? Can He share His intimate feelings with you? And you will cherish that and, and understand that. Check in the flesh. How good a friend are you the ones in your life? we will mostly be the same in the Spirit. Because the, the flesh will walk in front of the Spirit. It's easy to spot that. And it's for all of us, it's not just for, I'm not pointing fingers, I'm talking to myself here. I'm just as guilty as all of you. Hey man, you, we all look so, so good. No, I don't do anything wrong. No, we're all guilty. I heard this one guy once says, No, Jesus died on the cross for you because you are a rubbish. <laughs> he said it like that. <laughs> we are all rubbish. That's why I had to die it's such an extreme way to get us to salvation. Because of the way we act. He was talking about the, you know, the stuff we did before we, we met Jesus. And some of us did bad stuff. Let's face it. But it was just the way he said it, you know, it's not the right way to say it. It defends people. But I mean, Jesus offended a lot of people and stuff he said. Guys, I think at the end of the day, we need to realize to be a true friend of Jesus, we need to follow his commandment. We need to listen daily to what he's saying. Act on what he's saying. Don't stay stuck on the things you did the previous season. Because it worked or it didn't work. It's sometimes boggles my mind, when somebody goes through a season and they struggle and then they step the next season and say, okay now I'm going to step in the next season they do it exactly the same way they did the previous one. But they struggled in this one. What does it show me? They're not listening. What they must do here. Because we move as He's speaking to us. We don't go back to the old thing, go back to the old thing. Don't follow the same pattern that mm, you went through the previous That actually shows me you didn't learn the lesson in that pattern. Because if you learn, you will move on. And we need storms in our lives, guys. We need a lot of storms. Because in a storm, you die. In a storm, you grow. You know, you don't grow in the valley. the grass is nice and green. I'm sorry, you don't grow there. You put up tent there. You grow in the storms when things are tough and difficult. When you get to the, the valley where the nice green grass is you enjoy that because he's giving you this because you came out of that. So that you can face it and you can get nourishment and face the next storm that's going to come in your life, in an area where you might not expect it. Storms is necessary. Storms make you grow. Without storms you will not grow. And it's funny, us as believers have got this, even our end time theology is based on, I don't want anything to happen with me. I just want to go funny how the church, like I said, the church brings out all these funny things that they believe. And everything is based on, nothing must happen with me. I must be okay here. And everything can happen there with everybody else. but I must just be okay. Huh? We built a the theology around that. In the church. Now you must go through. Everybody in the Bible went through. Through the Red Sea. They didn't walk Until they found a place where we can cross the Red Sea in a safer way than having to walk through walls of water. They had to go through the desert, through the Jordan. But look what's in front every time they walked. We have to go through stuff. In the Old Testament, the, the Lord said, okay, you guys don't have to fight. Come on, you don't have to fight this war. Uh, I will just snap my finger and everything will be done. No, a lot of times they had to step up. And then he did something amazing or miraculously in that, in that battle. But they, they didn't always skip the, the bad stuff. They had to go through it. Today we go through stuff. But know He's in you. Are you causing Him to sleep because you're not talking to Him? Have you, have you seen in the natural, if you sit with somebody that don't speak to you, after a couple of hours, you're going to fall asleep very quickly. And you causing Him to sleep because you're not using Him, you're not talking to Him. So let's get into that place where we, when a storm hits us, we know maybe it's Him sending us on the storm. It's either Him or you. It's one of the two that a storm. It's either you choosing to go to the other side or him telling you to go to the other side. It's not the devil. If the devil is involved in it, it's because you chose it. You listen to him. That's why you're going. Or it's just you choosing. But which one, doesn't matter which one you're choosing, what do you do in that storm? Let's let's when the next storm hits you or in the storm that you are now, in now. Change your focus, your attitude in the storm. Stop talking to everybody about the storm. And go sit down with Him. He's in you. He's in the boat. Go have a chat with Him. Because He's the faith that you need to calm the storm anyway. Go sit with Him. Stop talking about the storm the whole time. It's all good and well, we see the storm, we talk about the storm, but don't get stuck in that, in that rut of the storm. Because stand at the bride place and all the men just talk about all the negative stuff in in South Africa and in the world. Huh? You don't hear them talking about Jesus, I'm talking about Christians here, I'm not talking about non-believers, I'm talking about Christians here. That's all they talk about. All the storms everywhere. Man, there's always going to be storms. But we think we can bypass the storms. No, we cannot. If you bypass it, you will not grow. The eagle goes through the storm. He doesn't fly around the storm. Because on top of the storm, there's peace. When that eagle hangs and the storm is raging down here, he goes through it to hang and glide on the Holy Spirit winds above the storm. Until the storm is finished, and then he goes down. That's why the Bible uses an eagle as an example, because the eagle acts in a specific way that other birds don't act. The eagle builds his nest on the rock. They don't build their nest in a tree or on the ground. They build it on a rock, cliff. Who's the rock in the Bible? Jesus. They don't eat rotten meat. They hunt. Pure stuff that the Lord provides. I heard this one guy say, Eagle doesn't even have insects in his feathers like other birds does. I don't know if you've thought of that. They say because of them going so high, flying so high, nothing can survive on them. Because they will go through a storm and hang at that altitude. And most of them have one mate for life. That is how we have to act and learn through the storms to act. Let us stop running from the storms. Let us face the storms as hard as they may be. He's with us in that storm. He might have even been the one that takes you into that storm. But let's grow to that place. When the storm comes, we say, yes, Lord. Now we sit down and talk about this. Because I am the problem, not the storm. We are the problem, not the storm. That's the body of Christ. We have more problems than the storm because we're not listening to the head. Each one wants to follow their own little thing on the side. And the body, that's what the Bible says. If if your left hand is causing you to fail, chop it off. It doesn't mean chop off your little hand. He's talking about the body of Christ there. If there's people in the body that doesn't want to work, get others at war. Because the body's got to function. If the eye in the body, it's not functioning correctly, like that in the Bible says, you know. So eyes are not taken out. In the church, what does what it talk about in the church? When people haven't got the same vision as you, don't walk with them. Get one that's got the same vision. Hand, the same work, want to work in the same thing. Feet, want to walk in the same thing. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about the body of Christ. I mean, we think he's talking about literally cutting off your hand and taking it out of your eye. That's not what it's saying to you. It's talking about the body of Christ there. We have to walk together, work together, have the same vision. We all should have Jesus as our friend when we, we can share and engage with and, and have fellowship with. So remember that. Let's, let's understand what Jesus did for us. And I mean,. He's the only reason he's in you is because of the cross. He's not with Moses' tabernacle, Solomon's temple anymore. He's now in you so that he can go with, with you in the storm. There they had to go to him. Now he's in you so he can go with you. The cross did that. That's how we wanted to be with you in your storm that He went and died so that He can come stay in you, so that He can join you when you go in the storm. When you cry, He cries. When you laugh, He laughs. That's why I hate it when we become so religious where we think Jesus doesn't make a joke or laugh or anything. It's always just serious. No, He's not. He's a human being like you and me. He made jokes, He laughed, He had fun, but He was also holy. It's a balance. So, if you don't have a storm, I will pray that you will get a storm. So that you can grow. Because once you get through a storm, you will not forget what happened in that storm, ever. Never, ever forget it. Because in the storm, you meet Him. That you desperately need, and we all need Him. Thanks for watching please subscribe to our channel and make sure to click the bell notification button to get any notifications when we upload a new video stay blessed